Welcome to another episode of the Wolf and the Doctor podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Devereaux, alongside Glenn Curry, and we're back for another episode. Oh, man, good to be back. Hey, you know what? We had a great episode last time, man, but it's my time to be in the hot Well, it's your time to be in the hot seat now, man. <laughs> All right, man. So I got a good quote, and this quote right here is really going to kind of just provide a great guidance of what this topic is going to be about for the rest of the episode. All right, so the quote for today is, a business without a path to profit isn't a business, it's a hobby, right? So, my question for you, John, is, what is it, I mean, how do you determine a business versus a paid hobby? Um, For me, it will come down to, is are you able to maintain and sustain your level of living? Okay. With that business, like that, that lets you know real quick if it's a yeah. hobby or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can, can it pay the mortgage? You know. Yeah. So what? What? If, what about this though? What if you are operating, right, and you're, you're making money, right? So it's a pay hobby, right? You do something you love. You do it, you know, a couple of times out the year, and you're getting paid from it, right? It, it's it's paying the bills. It's it's doing whatever for you. But is it truly a business? Is it able to be scaled? Yeah, and that, that that's one of your, your favorite terms to use is scalability. And I think yeah. that's really what separates a business from a hobby. Is it something that's sustainable and can be scalable, you know, in the future? Mm-hmm. Because if it's not, then it really is just a hobby and it'll kind of, you know, I don't want to say like die off. But if it's not able to grow and it's just going to stay where it's at, then it doesn't really I don't want to say it's not a business, but it's hard to, you know, define it as a business if it's not yeah. able to, you know, be sustainable over okay. time. And so, I mean, I think that's where a lot of people start off, though. Like, you know, I go back to, I'll say photography that started off as a hobby for me. And then I was just charging people and eventually was making a little bit of money. But then I had to think about that and say, OK, well, how can I turn this hobby into a business? And there has to be that turning point. And I'm sure if I wanted to, I could probably live off of my photography business. Yeah. But the I didn't love it that much to be wanting yeah. to do that full time. So at what point in your business, right? So, I mean, when you first started off, it was still quite a hobby, right? Like, even when you charge yeah. people. Like, you were just doing it, you know, something that you loved or, or whatnot. I mean, at what point do you kind of got to look at your business and say, I know I'm charging people, but... Is this a business? Like, am I able to take this? And I mean, do you look at it as far as quarterly or do you look at it as can I add people to it to determine it as a business? Or is it just as simple as getting like an LLC? To me, and this all those things are are, are things that factor into it actually becoming a business. But for me, it was I need to get to a point where I'm proud to put my name on the product that I'm putting out there. Mm. And you have to get yourself to a level where you're, con- well, for me personally, I'll just speak for myself, I had to be confident in the product that I was delivering before I decided to say, you know what, this is my business. And this is something I stand by. Because once you put your name on something and you're saying like, okay, That's this it. is my business, that takes it to a whole nother level per se versus, hey, you know, can you just come take a few pictures? Or no, now I need to hire deviation photo solutions for this Ooh. event it's, it's a little bit different so 
I think with any business or anybody, you can go out, register it, get an LLC, a S Corp, yeah. whatever, or say that it's a business, DBA, whatever you want to say. But for me, it's that extra level of do I put my stamp on this product? And um, that's, that's where I was kind of at with it in, in terms of like for my business. But uh, I'm a, you know, I'm going to toss the question right back I'm, to I'm you. I'm already knowing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm already knowing. Because how do I, how do you move? Because it's a, it has to be a transition point from that hobby yeah. to the business. Because nobody, I don't think people really just go up and say like, you know what, I'm starting. Maybe people I'm do. Starting this hobby. I mean, I, I think I think it's all in the approach, right? And how you market yourself out there, right? If I like you say, if I'm putting my name on it, I'm going to operate like a business, right? And mm-hmm. I want people to take me serious as a business. It really kind of comes back to the the business owner, right? Like, you really have to bring everything full circle. I'm talking professional emails, websites, uh, professional logos. I mean, these are things that separate a hobby from a business. It's extra elements mm-hmm. to it that's yeah. going to make you appealing to the masses. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> and, and see, that that's, that's a really good point. And um, this is this is probably going to ruffle some feathers, but I'm going to throw it out there because right. this is what was told to me. They say, like, if you're doing a business, you can't have, like, a Gmail, just like a your oh, no. deviation at gmail.com. You have to invest. And that's what I think separates the business from a hobby. You know, you're investing another type of level in terms of, like, commitment and then financially. You do have to put that effort, extra effort into it if you're really calling it a business. And that means going out and buying your domain name. That yeah. means having, you know, those registered email accounts where it's at deviationphotosolutions.com yeah. because and sending those professional emails. And that's there one of my go. biggest pet peeves, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but you know what? You, you touched on something. Uh, I, and I think that's the key, right? That's what separates a business from the hobby. It's the investment you put behind it. Mm-hmm. Like, how invested are you in your craft, right? I can be invested in in my hobby, right? If, if I'm yeah. truly invested in it, I'm going to put the effort into my favorite word, to scale it, right? Yeah. It's, am I invested in my business enough to, to get a professional email? Am I invested in my business enough to get better equipment? Am I invested in my mm-hmm. business enough to do marketing for it, Right. I think all yeah. of those things is really what separates them from being a hobby. Yeah, and because you you can keep making, I want I want to say like yeah you can keep making money if you're just doing it as a hobby. Yeah. Um, yeah. But eventually, yeah, you're gonna have to make that transition. And I think if you're doing something and you're doing something really well, that business mm-hmm. is gonna come to you to the point where it's going to mean that you need to start investing a little bit more into it. And um, that's kind of how my business kind of evolved a little bit because I was that person that was just doing like my photography. I had at gmail.com, deviationphotography at gmail.com. And um, then had, I had a little Photoshop logo that I made myself <laughs> too. And, you know, just yeah. didn't have a portfolio, things like that. But when I started to take it a little bit more serious, that's when I decided like, you know what? Even the name that I had at the time didn't really encompass what my vision was for the business. 
because I was like, you know what? I'm not just going to stop at just photography. So like, you know, I originally started as deviation photo photography, deviation photography, but now I'm the business name is deviation photo solutions because I, yeah. I do more than just pictures. Photography, yeah. So I needed my business to incorporate not only what I was doing at that time, but where I saw the business going five to Ooh, 10 years. Wait, hold on, hold on. Tom. So, <laughs> hey, look, you said something deep, man, because I live by that. Like when you are, you know, crafting up or creating your name or, you know, creating your business, a lot of times, a lot of entrepreneurs, they make their business name of what they're doing now. Not because mm -hmm. you don't know what your business is going to be five years, 10 years down the line, because a lot of times your customers are going to tell you, what they want out your business, right? Yeah. So for for me with the photography, I could have done you know whatever, but my my customers told me, look, this is what we want out of your photography, like, and that's what you kind of cater to. And like you said, for you, you did just more than just taking pictures. You were a solution to the whole photography industry, right? Man, that's deep, man. That's deep. And that's something that we don't really talk about as much. And, you know, there's so much power in the name that you give for your business. And, you know, when you're setting that up and um, one of my favorite, when we were talking with um, Jarnay and yeah. she was telling us the, the, the meaning behind legacy strategies, <laughs> she yeah. was like, this is something yeah. I'm building not only for myself, but for future generations. So I needed that name to incorporate this big lofty goal and vision that I have for this business, because you mentioned it all the time as a business owner, you have to look past where you're at right now and you have to be able to be planning. I think you said it before, like 50 years into the future, Easily. if this is something that you're really serious about, you know, and if you're not, then you don't need to, but like for those who are very serious, yeah, it, it's something that you got to do. Yeah, I, I think oftentimes when you're when you're starting off, even if it's at a hobby, when you're starting off, we're always so short sighted. Right. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we see what's right in front of us and you have to actually see your business for what it actually can be. And I think mm -hmm. that's the most important part. Um, and that that takes, you know, time, not well, not really time. That's just what what. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, a, a lot of times when you're starting that business and we we both know people who started businesses and left it, you know, after a yeah. while. And I think vision is the one thing that sets aside or sets apart like short term entrepreneurs for people who are going to mm. be doing it for a long time, because if you don't have that vision in place, it's going to be really hard for you to stay with the business when it's not giving you what you expected it to give at that time. And as business owners for, I'm, I'm trying to think like how many long, how many years we've been in business, but there's been so many highs and lows and other highs and lows. There's been different market trends that come into play. There's been times when business was booming. There's been times when the market has been down. Yeah. But through all of that, we stayed in business. Yeah. And the reason why is because we had that vision of what we want that business to be. And you're kind of anticipating the volatility that comes with being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So that, yeah, man, you just, you gotta well, have that vision. Well, here, here's the question, right? Is how do you know when you've been in a business for too long, right? And you didn't, and you're not getting out soon enough. Cause sometimes you see people in business and 
you just be like, man, dude, just let it go, you know? But how do you know when's the right time to leave the business? And that that's a difficult question to answer, but it reminds me of um, one of the things that I've been interested in lately is, is day trading. And yeah. with day trading, it's all about knowing the right times to get in and the right times to get out. But what they say happens to a lot of people who are kind of newer in it is when a stock starts dipping, you think, okay, it's eventually going to recover. And it keeps yeah. going down and dipping <laughs> even further. And you're just yeah. holding on like it's, it's, it's still going to recover a little bit. I just got to hold on a little bit longer. And then it keeps going down when you should have got out a while ago, but you stick with it. And a lot of times, because I know people, bro, like I, I know people yeah. and I've had conversations with people about, you're doing something that's not profitable. You're pouring a lot of money into something that's not giving you the same return. So I think if you get to a point like that, where you're consistently, you know, putting money in and nothing's coming out, that might be a strong sign. And in economics, we've got this term is called like the shutdown rule. And, um, I won't get into that, but there's a, a way that you can find like, okay, well, if I can't cover these certain costs, then that means that I should shut this business down because the money we better spent doing something else. But I think a lot of times people are afraid to leave it because oftentimes when you do start that business, it is something that you're really passionate about. And, and I, and, I can and keep going on thing. and on about that. No, bro. no, 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 but no, no, that's the thing, right? I think. Oftentimes it's like entrepreneurs, we're so passionate about it, right? This is our baby. This, you know, can't nothing come in, in between me and my baby. I built it from the ground up, right? And that you cannot be in love with your business that much because what That's happens it. is you become blind. You become blinded by, you know, the, the, the struggles, the, you know, the, the bills not getting paid and this and that. All of those things play a major part. So. I think that's the reason a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they just hold on to their business so long. Mm -hmm. And you just look at them like, let it go. Because you're not being in objective box. in that moment. And that's yeah. the thing. Like, if you're not being objective, everything that comes in, like with these decisions, there's going to be emotion evolved, involved yeah. in it. And when that emotion gets involved, sometimes that rationale goes out the window. So yeah. if you're not making rational decisions with your business, how can you expect to get rational results? So, <laughs> and it's so many times I've seen people like, I know so many people, bro, who like started their business and I'm like, that's not going <laughs> to, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, 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 I got you. But you know what though? I, I think that what I think it was this quote, not a quote. Well, I remember talking to this guy, he was like a, a millionaire, a realtor or whatever. He said, one thing he never did, no, one thing he never do is he never gets emotional about business. He said you have to have emotional stability. And I think that's the key mm -hmm. thing in, in, in business, man. You gotta separate, you know, your feelings from it, man. Cause if you don't, you'll get scarred. Yep. So, and like, even with this, with the stock market, bro, like, and um, like with the day trading, once again, they say like, you have to have no attachment when you're going yeah. into these deals. You have to have a strategy that's in place. You stick with the strategy. And yeah. if um, <laughs> like if you get too invested in it, that, that that's where you start making wrong decisions. You either get out too early or you get out too late. Either way it goes, it's not profitable. All right, so just switching gears, right? 
how can you sustain a business? How do you think a business is sustained, like in this economy, anyways? Like, do you adapt? Do you keep doing what you've been doing, or or what do you have to do? It it really depends. It really really depends. I know that's not the ideal answer, but when it comes to making that decision to adapt versus continuing to do what you're doing, you really got to see where you're at with your business. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about this previously because um, I brought up to you and our, our listeners and viewers can probably you know know where this example is coming from, but there's these new photo booths out there and it's like the 360 spin. Yeah. Photo booth. It's yeah. extremely popular right now Yeah, where <laughs> you just stand on the platform camera goes all the way around you do like some little funky dance moves or something and it's really popular now but what most people don't know is that technology has been around for about four years in like the photo booth industry at least and if you were like an early adopter back then it wasn't really popular but now it's in high demand so I kind of came to the question, I mean, I asked myself like the question if I wanted to invest in one about a year ago when I saw that it was actually becoming extremely popular. But I didn't know if it was going to be something that's going to be around for a while. And it's not something that my business clients have been requesting. You mentioned earlier, your clients are going to let you know what they want from you. And yeah. none of my clients have requested a 360 photo booth. And I got some really good so- bookings recently. So here's here's a here's a two part question though, right? You said your your clients didn't uh, pretty much request it, right? But mm-hmm. I heard him saying that say your clients don't know what they want until you put it in front of their face, right? So for you, is it is it important to jump on a trend before anybody else sees it, or wait till the trend is already down the hill rolling? Um, I would like to be ahead of it. If I mm. if I if I'm able to, I would like to. Okay. But with this, it's just like I don't know if the investment is worth it at this time. Because yeah. what if I and some of the clients that I deal with, you know, with my photography stuff, I really only deal with corporates clients now. Yeah. And a lot of them, surprisingly, are just really set in stone. We had it this way for the at the Christmas party last year. We want the exact we'll same thing this year. Yeah, we don't want no surprises. And I'm cool with that. so um that's what most of my clients are requesting now if i do want to try to jump on the trend and start marketing my business to maybe like um you know new newer clients or something like that it probably would be worth it because i'm sure for wedding season i'll probably be booked but right now i'm not that invested in my photography business enough to invest more money into it to try to get more business to something that i don't really want to do um much of so um it it goes back to something else you said like time management i don't think i want to devote more time to learning the technology researching it out thoroughly and all of that stuff so how important is it is it important to to build a trend right is it important to you know build a trend to hope that other people follow for me i just want to stand by the quality of the product that i offer and i just want to do the best that i can with what i'm doing and then if I see that there's certain things that I think can be an asset to my business, then that's when, you know, I'll make that decision. And you always do like that cost benefit analysis to see is the time and the money that I'm going to invest on this going to give me a profitable return. And mm-hmm. like you mentioned all the time, reverse engineering. If I invest in this 360 booth 
I want to get at least X amount of dollars annually from it. And then, you know, just kind of go from there to say, okay, well, then how long would it take me? What will my price points be? And so forth. And to just really quickly, you know, just go back to what we were talking about with uh, the hobbies versus a business. Do you think that some hobbies should just remain hobbies? Absolutely. Because we see a lot of times like people saying like, oh, I'm, somebody told me I'm really good at this. So maybe I should make a business from it. So now we got tons of businesses out there. Yeah. What, what, are, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think man, dude, this day and age, man, everybody, every time you look up, right, everybody got a business. But sometimes, mm-hmm. man, dude, some businesses just don't need to ex- exist at all. <laughs> right. Like, I, I mean, I know that's kind of hard to say, but I mean, yeah. you really have to look at the market. Is there a need for that business? And if the need is very slim, that business shouldn't exist, right? Or you can create your own market. That's another thing, right? But on the grand yeah. scheme of things, like, dude, like, I, I honestly think some businesses just, some people, you, you got to look at, are people even buying into this market? You know, mm. I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to business, like a lot of people don't do. They don't do their market research, right? Yeah. Like if I'm starting to, um, I think you, you, you mentioned it on the podcast a couple of episodes back. It's the like drone. you wanted to try the drone, right? And you was like, man, this is the best thing. And it was popular and, and it was only popular probably at other markets. But mm-hmm. for yours specifically, it just didn't work. So that business didn't need to exist, right? Like, yeah. So I think it's, it goes all the way back to doing your market research ahead of time before you think about starting a business. Make sure that your clientele is there before you even start. Because as soon as you start, I mean, everybody want to make money on day one. So be prepared to get in front of clients. But you can't get you can't get in front of clients if they don't exist. You know? Yeah. And I think sometimes people rush to get the business started without even doing their due diligence in their craft. Like you need to focus on putting out a good product before you try to sell it you know because if you're going out there and you're you're building a reputation off of bad products how sustainable is that going to be for your business in the long run anyways you know so it's it's really about i don't you don't even necessarily need to perfect your craft but at least have your craft up to par (laughs) because you and i both know a lot of photographers especially back in the (laughs) day were out there (laughs) selling their services putting out garbage Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, for our listeners and our viewers, you know, we would definitely love to get your feedback on that. Like for people who are running a business, was there a certain point when you were treating it as a hobby, but then you realize, you know what, this thing is bigger than the hobby that I have. So we love to get your feedback on how you made that transition. And even, you know, anything that we talked about, do you think that some of the points that we made were off <laughs> you know we'd love to hear that too you know please yeah. let us know send us a message comment below and all that stuff and again that's another episode of the wolf and the doctor podcast i'm your host glenn curry alongside my co-host dr john Devereaux. so whatever you guys are listening to on uh don't forget to like subscribe and comment below